Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. second time ever, so <laughs> we get bragging rights for the next month. <laughs> um, one of our members, Frank Spooner Jr., made his transi transition last Tuesday of a heart attack. So please keep his family in your prayers as they finalize the funeral arrangements. If you would like to attend the funeral or send flowers, please contact Reverend Kelly at seniorminister@unityfh.com. So I have to tell you about this library project that's been going on. So for those of you who don't know, we have this room with two cupboards full of books that we call a library. 
So a while back, Elliot Gear decided we have to do something with this. So he put all the books on a spreadsheet. And then they found out that I was a retired librarian. So I'm like, oh, I'd like to work on this project. So they said, fantastic. And then Eileen Lindbergh said, hey, I've got these bookshelves and I want to get out of my house and I would love to donate them to the library. And we all said, hey, that's fantastic. So yesterday, Elliot, Dennis, and Howard all got together, went to Eileen's house and brought the bookshelves to the library. And then on Wednesday, which is garbage day for me, I happened to drive by a bookshelf that looked just like the bookshelf she was um, donating. So I contributed too. So <laughs> I'm not beneath taking somebody else's garbage. You know, one person's garbage is another person's treasure. So we now have five bookcases ready to create a library. So we're all very happy about that. Thank you, Eileen. <laughs> Our first yard beautification day is on Saturday, April 2nd, from 12 to 4. So bring your yard tools, gardening supplies, gloves, garbage bags. We will be cleaning up the church grounds and planting flowers in the flower beds. Spring is here. Yay. Next month, the women's group will meet on Sunday, April 3rd, rather than the following Sunday, which is... Palm Sunday. The Children's Church is having an Easter egg hunt on Saturday, April 9th at 1 p.m. This is for the neighborhood kids, for our community kids, anybody that's 5 to 11 years old. <clears throat> there is a meeting today on Zoom at 1 p.m. for those who want to help with the Easter egg hunt, and we need a lot of volunteers, so please join us. If you would like to help and you did not get the email, with the link, please email seniorminister at unityfh.com for the link. And that's today at 1 o'clock. So, oh, and then we Good Friday is coming. Good Friday, April 15th at 6.30, we are having a special Good Friday service, both in person and on Zoom. And then during our Easter Sunday service, we will be celebrating our 25th anniversary as a church. Fantastic. So, a lot of wonderful things going on. Our prayer chaplain today is Roxanne Berry, who is holding us in sacred space during the service today. Prayer requests can always be placed in the prayer box outside the sanctuary or emailed to prayerchaplain at unityfh.com. For all other news, information, um, office hours, everything, go to our website, unityfh.com, or call 248-737-9191. You can also update your, e your, your email addresses, your contact information, sign up for the newsletter and ease blast, sign up for volunteer opportunities. It's all there. So this concludes our announcements for this week. So please, settle in, take a deep breath as we listen to Shirley the Presence and prepare ourselves to read, to hear the daily word. See? 
Sunday, March 20th, 2022, is positivity. And today we affirm, I plant seeds of positivity and harvest joy. The message reads, every gardener knows that blooms grow best in good soil. Even before planting is good practice, wait, let me start over. Even before planting, it's good practice to pull the weeds and prepare the soil giving the seeds the optimum con conditions in which to grow. Today, I tend to the garden of my consciousness. I pull the weeds of worrisome and unforgiving thoughts by denying they have any power over me. I create a fertile environment for new, uh, new positive thoughts to grow through regular prayer and meditation. When I touch that place of infinite stillness and peace, I affirm wholeness prosperity, happiness, and security for my life. Like bright, beautiful flowers, these positive thoughts bloom and grow in my consciousness. The scripture for today comes from Philippians 4 and 8. It's one of my favorites. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, think about these things. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me. And as we always do, take a deep centering breath. And as you exhale, let your consciousness float down into the center of your chest, imagining yourself going within yourself, tuning into that divine presence within you, dwelling in everyone known by many names, always communicating with us through that still small voice inside of us, always, always expressing through us through the Holy Spirit within. And God, as we tune into your energy, as we tune into your presence, as we release the thoughts of the outer world, we narrow in on the love that dwells within us, on the peace and the stillness within. We are grateful for every way that you bless those that we are aware of and those that we are not. We thank you for this beautiful first day of spring, a time of rebirth, a time of revitalization and rejuvenation. And we thank you, God, for the knowing that the biggest and greatest and most powerful part of us is you.
that power, that knowing, and that love. And as we just sit for a little bit, feeling your peace well up within, we let our hearts commune with the divine within us, within everyone in this service, within the world. Take a deep breath and just breathe in the presence and the knowing of love. And as you exhale, let go. Let God. And God, as we allow our spirit to open up more deeply, we prepare ourselves to hear your message, to understand it fully, and to go out and live the truth that we know. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. I feel recharged. <laughs> Let's go ahead and affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible, one presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation. And I promise you, it is working. We even got folks dreaming about it working. <laughs> Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Uh, we're going to do a song. Actually, we've been working on this song for a long, long time. Uh, but uh, it's great that we can finally sing it here in church. And uh, Carl wrote some really nice words. Uh, it's kind of an introduction to the song. It's, it's by the Los Lonely Boys. It's called Heaven. You may have heard it before. 
Um, but he said, there are times in our lives when we get caught up in the prison of our own negative thinking. Ain't that the truth? Then we are angry or depressed and generally out of sorts. We wonder, how can we be happy again? How can we find peace of mind and centeredness? At that point, how far is heaven? Thanks to unity, we know that it's as near as changing our thinking, and this song is a little celebration of that.
How far is heaven? Heaven's with our band. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was awesome. You even got Michael going. Now, if you get a song that gets Michael going, you know, because usually Michael leans side to side. <clears throat> and he has his own rhythm. He leans side to side. Oh my gosh, blah, 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 blah. He leans side to side. But this time he was, how far is he? <laughs> Let's give him another hand. I love it, I love it, I love it. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Isn't it nice to be here on spring? And this is the spring equinox too, so that means equal amount of daytime, equal amount of nighttime, you know, so it's like, it's really nice to move into this and see, like as you see the, the earth awakening in the outer world, you feel it awakening in the inner world as well. So spring, this is a, a deep experience. And then the other thing, um, well, let me tell my little cute little joke because I got an um, email from someone who sent me this little, um, it's an online little comic strip kind of thing, and I saw a couple cute little uh, stories in there, and this one where um, a little boy went to school on the first day of school, he was in first grade, and he handed the teacher a note from his mother, and it said, the opinions expressed by this child may not necessarily reflect his parents. <laughs> and I know that for real, for real, because my daughter, <laughs> she, was, she did not have a filter. <laughs> she did not have a filter. And there were many times that I was embarrassed and just decided to leave the store and leave her at home. <laughs> I started going, as you know, when Myers came and the 24-hour uh, Kmart came, that was my time. I'd leave her at home, sleep, with um, her father or with, when, um, when I was divorced with my parents, and then I'd go shopping then because I didn't have to hear her opinions um, <laughs> about gray hair, big feet, big butt, big breasts, whatever, from other people, not me. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was kind of cute. So as I was saying, I, this month we mentioned already is the month of women's history. It's also in unity the month of strength, I mean uh, wisdom. And wisdom is the represents the disciple. Well, James, son of Zebedee, who is the brother of John, son of De Zebedee, represents wisdom. <clears throat> but this is also the month that begins Lent, the Lenten season also. On Wednesday, April 2nd, I mean March 2nd, that was Ash Wednesday. And so we were continuing our Sermon on the Mount, and I knew it was the Lenten season, but when I was up here speaking, I wasn't led to express it, but I'm led to do it today. And I've been sitting with God all week, wondering what do you, how do I, um, what scriptures do you want me to use? It was easier when you're doing a, a series, because you know which scriptures come next. But sometimes for a minister, or a licensed unity teacher, or whoever's speaking, the, the scriptures have to come to you if you're really being in tune with God. Like you can't just go out and find it and, and think on a scripture and then connect with it because you're not really in tune. You are the false prophet that Jesus talks about that's not really in tune with God. So I want to be true. So sometimes it may be the last minute, and last night was the last minute. <clears throat> Howard was reading the scriptures in. Are you sure you would? I'm like, you don't have to do it. It's fine. But he... I love how he is, uh, has a routine, so he has the scriptures on the, on the slides for us. But this is from Exodus, and Exodus 
I was asking, how is that connected to the Lenten season? And, when, and the part I'm going to be talking about is when Moses goes back up to the Mount Sinai to have God <laughs> recreate the, ten, the stones with the Ten Commandments because Brother Man got upset because folks were doing their own thing and threw and broke the, broke the um, tablets. God's like, I ain't tell you to break those, <laughs> break those stones. All that work I put into that, which really is not a lot of work for God. I'm just, la- I'm just being jo- you know, joking about it. But as I think about what Exodus means, Exodus means to draw out. It represents the pilgrimage out of Egypt of the Israelites. Egypt represents that dark part of ourself, the human part of ourself that is the lower vibration of ourself. And Exodus means when we begin to migrate into a higher understanding of ourselves. Like, for instance, when you got an aha that there was something new, something better that, in your, in your, that is in your life, there's, there's got to be something better. And then when you came to unity, it's like, uh-huh, I knew it was something better. You have those moments when you knew it was something better. Well, you had your Exodus. You had your exodus out of the religious way of thinking that can condemn, that can be judgmental, into the spiritual way of thinking that moves into oneness and love and unity and truth. Now, there are times that we do make mistakes and we miss the mark, which is what sinning means. Sin is an archery word that means to miss the mark. There are times we miss the mark of being God. But exodus is when we come out and we migrate into a commitment of going through that narrow gate which is moving in over the threshold of having a relationship with God, spiritual consciousness. And so then you look at the word Moses. Moses Moses was drawn out of water when the Pharaoh's daughter pulled pulled him out. Moses means to draw out. So I'm connecting these dots. Well, how is that connected with Lent? Well, Lenten, the Lenten season is the, the 40. It's actually 46 days before Easter, but we don't count the six Sundays that are included in, in that period of time. So it's the 40 active days during the week that we spend our time releasing, repenting, rethinking, re- recommitting, coming into a consciousness and a newness of who we are, releasing those things and preparing ourselves to release things that can create a, a, a discipline in us to make us stronger and true disciples on another level. And some people during the Lenten season give up for 40 days, maybe give up some food, some, some type of food, some type of candy. I used to give up chocolate. Some type of uh, luxury, some type of habit. Try to give that thing up. That's the physical way of being, the physical part of the body, right? Years ago, what was it, 1999, I gave up pork and red meat. And then in 2013, and I gave it up for good. And then in 2013, I gave up all meat. And so the the true intention of it is not just to give it up for those 40 days. It's to give up the attachment to it permanently, which is why you go to the crucifixion day on Good Friday. That's when when you truly commit to releasing it. So we're going to be working on that on Good Friday. So our journey during this time, as we migrate through, and some of you probably have already started your Lent, I did, have already started doing your Lenten season, which is a 40-day period. 40 represents 
a spiritual preparation. It's a time of preparation. Jesus um, fasted for 40 days before he started his ministry, once he was baptized. And Moses fasted for 40 days before he got the Ten Commandments. There's something powerful in that. There's something amazing in that when you take it seriously. So let me read this. This is Exodus chapter 34, verse 27 through 29. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And as I always said, if you feel led to bring your Bibles, I won't get mad at you. <laughs> I'll be excited because this is a powerful way. Charles and Myrtle Fillmore founded their, the, uh, the, uh, the co-founders of Unity, founded Unity on prayer, but also on the metaphysical understanding of the Bible. Charles, Charles Fillmore said that the Bible represents the shift in our consciousness, the maturity of our consciousness. So you come from Genesis, which is your beginning, the newness of you, where you have all these possibilities and uh, um, everything open to degeneration, uh, uh, generation to degeneration. De uh, generation also begins with your Genesis, and that's the first book of the Bible. Then you have the degeneration, which is when you start to feel those things that are unloving and false and error, error thoughts about yourself, error beliefs. And sometimes you can even go back to when you first started feeling that about yourself. Sometimes it's the first time a child hears no. And if you ever grew up hearing bad girl, bad boy, or good girl, good boy, those kinds of thoughts shift your consciousness about yourself. And so they're thoughts that we adopted from the outside world that are false thoughts, false beliefs, false ways of feeling and seeing. It's a degeneration. And then you go into a regeneration where you go back into the consciousness of who you truly are. The Lenten season would represent a regeneration. It's a time of regenerating yourself in the consciousness of who you truly are, releasing all of those thoughts that are blocking you from being who you truly are. And what I want us to do is I want us to intentionally start releasing those things that are stopping us from moving into that white stone name. You remember when you guys did the white stone? That new nature, that new aspect of your consciousness that you're growing into this year. Now, if you didn't do what we call a white stone ceremony, whatever you feel is opening up for yourself today, what, to, uh, this year, whatever you feel yourself growing into, whatever part of your personality, whatever part of your being that you feel yourself growing into, that will be your white stone. It's your new nature. And actually, it's, your, it's part of your true nature coming out. People say, out with the old, in with the new during the spring season. I say, out with the old, in with the new. I mean, the true. Unfolding of the true. Because it's not new for your spirit. It's just new for your human consciousness. So Exodus 30, 34, verse 27. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write down all these instructions, for they represent the terms of the covenant I am making with you and is with Israel. Verse 28. Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. In all that time, he ate no food and drank no water. And the Lord wrote the terms of the covenant, the Ten Commandments, on the stone tablets. Verse 29. When Moses came down uh, came down Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. He wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. Let me just pray for a second. Whew, 
God, I feel you rushing in. I'm asking that my human be decreased, that the spirit come forth within. That not only do I feel your word, that you give me the words to express what I'm feeling. Thank you, God, so much. Amen. So first of all, we said that Moses' name means to draw out. During the Lenten time, during the Lenten season, those 40 days and 40 nights, which uh, don't include Sundays, you are drawing out of yourself all of the negative aspects, all of the dark aspects, all of the unloving aspects that need to come forth. But the truth is you cannot do it on your own. You have to be in the consciousness of God, especially if you truly want to move to a higher vibration of who you are in the presence of God, especially if you have a deep commitment with God, especially if you know within yourself that you want to rise to a higher level, especially if you know that that part in you that is the greatest, most powerful part of you is the invisible spirit within you. We are human beings, and this part, the flesh part, is the human part, but the being part, which is big, the biggest part of you, the greatest part of you, you cannot see. You have to go inside in order to tune into it, in order to communicate communicate with it, with it in order to even hear it, which represents Moses going up on the Mount of Sinai. Anytime you see going up on a mountainside or going up on a mount, it means to rise to a higher perspective. It means to move to a higher consciousness. I know that when we pray, we, we take and we consciously bring ourselves down into our heart center but when you bring yourself down into your heart center, you're really opening yourself up to the consciousness of God. You're going inside and you're shutting the door of anything that's going on out in the outside world, and you're tuning into the vibration of who you are. <clears throat> that's the Lord that, you, that Moses is talking to right now. And only the Lord in you, the God in you, Lord represents that ruling consciousness. You can let your flesh rule you. That You can say, Lord, Lord, to your flesh, or you can let the Christ rule you, and that's up to you. That's up to you. When you tune in to the presence of God, no matter what anybody is saying, no matter what the circumstances say, no matter how it looks in this world, no matter what wars or anything that's going on, and no matter what systemic racism is going on, I'm just real, real, real. The presence of God is still there. The presence of God is still there. And we have to make a commitment to see it no matter what we see in our, on the, on the, on the uh, videos, they're on the phones, on the TVs, on anything. It may cause us to feel uncomfortable and temporarily upset. In those moments that you get pushed off your center, where you see that, like for instance, let's just be real. When I saw the knee on George Floyd's neck, that put me off my center for temporarily. That's when those stones were thrown and broken. Because at that moment, I had been moved off my, my commitment with God. I had moved, been distracted from the reality that God's still even present in that situation. I let that make me upset. I let that make me really, um, I can't even think of the word. But to be honest with you, there are many people in here, my skin tone, 
who understand, and there are no words. And those of you who are of the white skin tone and who really are moved from your heart, I know it touched you too. I know it touched you too. And it took a minute to move back to the relationship of with God and to move back into a consciousness of love. And the, the time and the period that takes us to move back into that consciousness of love is when God is rewriting those commitments on your heart. What God wrote on the Ten Commandments, the first parts of the Ten Commandments, were that thou shalt not, thou shalt not judge is one of them, included in the consciousness. Thou shalt not bear false witness is judging. That's part of that. No matter what a person is doing, and it takes me a minute to really get in a place of getting this. That's why the Lenten season is so powerful, because when you get to Good Friday and you truly commit to, to, to crucify all of these things that are on our hearts, that are hurting us, that are keeping us from feeling the fullness of God, it's some deep business to do that, to release all of those things, to release all of those things in the physical world that pull you away from the love and the peace and the feeling of protection in your human. But God is right, it is already written on your heart. When God rewrites it on, on these stones, because the title of this is a new copy of the covenant. I promise you, when you were conceived in God's mind, the covenant was love and oneness. The covenant was that was what you were created to be. So when we see people not being that, that's what disturbs us because it, it creates a, a destinist inside of us. But I promise you, if you stay rooted in the commitments that are on your heart, not only can we move past the uncomfortable feeling, we can all come together and do something through the, through the spirit of love to shift it, to shift it. Does that make sense? And I promise you this is not at all what I was, what I was practicing, <laughs> but I'm obedient. It says that Moses, it says that God wrote, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, write down all these instructions, for they represent the terms of the covenant I am making with you and with Israel. So he's talking to Moses. It represents all of the terms of the covenant I'm making with you, the part of me that's going to draw out that aspect of you that you've adopted from the outside world that is not of God. And then I will remind you of who you are. Not on, just on your human perspective, but I will remind you Israel represents a spiritual consciousness. And when you move into a deep relationship with God, when you're constantly, when you're constantly, when you're constantly being in tune and communion with God, prayer is not just, oh, Lord, and, pray, and, and speaking out and talking. That's not prayer. Prayer is having communion with God, coming into union with God. And this is the kicker. God's always, always one with us. So it's, it's the communion between God and man, but it's our part in the prayer. It's not for God. God will never change what and who and God is. God is, I am. This is for us. 
The Lenten season every year is for us to cultivate and become a higher expression of the blossom of the infinite expression of the spirit that you are. I am the spirit of God. Together, I am the spirit of God. Don't you know that spirit is living in you? I mean, it doesn't say moving, breathing, and having its being for no reason. It is living in you. And the more we get distracted from the outside world, the more we tone it down. It is living in you that when you tune into it and you stay in that consciousness of it, it will get so bright that your whole countenance will change. It says here, Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. In all that time, he had no bread and he had nothing, nothing to drink. I'm listening. It's not just connected to what you eat, what you bring into your body physically. It's connected to what you're thinking. It's connected to what you're feeling. What you think creates an energy in your body. What you think creates a feeling, a, a feeling from the reaction, what's going on. And you can feel it inside of you as well. But it's created by what you choose to think. And a lot of us choose to think things that mimic those people around us when we grew up. And it's time for us to let go of that stuff. It's deeply rooted in us. It's time for us to let go of what we adopted from other people. And it's time for us to move it out of the way because right down underneath is this beautiful, beautiful, blossoming, germinating plant, germinating expression of God that's waiting to come up. But you need to pull out the weeds and you need to, when you garden, don't you pull out the weeds and don't you um, open up, the, don't you prepare the land? That's what we need to do. And Easter is a resurrection, but you have to have a crucifixion before you can have a resurrection. And I promise you the crucifixion isn't always an easy feeling, but when you live according to the terms of God, which are written on your heart, and the easiest way to do it is those two greatest commandments. You remember the two greatest commandments? Yes? Yes? Love God with all of your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as you do yourself. That's when you take all those commandments and put them down to two. So you go the 40 days and 40 nights without thinking those error thoughts, because when you think them, you're eating them. Without feeling them, you're drinking it. What? Think of something that you feel led to release that is on the emotional or mental or spiritual level. Think of something. Speak it out. What'd you say? Judgment. Judgment. Someone else? Anger. Anger. What else? Resentment. What else? Fear. Grief. Grief. Unforgiveness. All of those things hold us down. We have to crucify them cross them out. During this time, these 40 days and 40 nights that we're in this process, and you can start today if you want. Start journaling the things that you're releasing on a daily basis. You, it's best to do it at night 
because then you can look through the day. <laughs> Ooh, I said that. Ooh, I thought that. Ooh, and write them down. And then when we get to Good Friday and we crucify them and cross them out, when we release them, our commitment for the rest of this time, we're making a commitment to release it permanently. Amen? Amen. To live in a new consciousness of our covenant with God. Amen? Amen. It also said when Moses came down, now the, the other piece I wanted to say, the stones represent, the stone tablet, there's, some, there's several um, interpretations of the stone. But here what's written is your heart. That's why Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Let's release anything that's hardening your heart from being a deep expression of love. There's a light in a person who is so lit up with love. There's a joy in their face. Even with masks on, you can see it in their eyes. You know? You ever see somebody and they're just full of joy and love? You can see it in their eyes? That's because on their heart, they're living the vibration of who they are in God. They're living the covenant. You have an agreement with God whether you know it or not, and it is to be a deep expression of love. Does it make sense? Am I touching anybody? Okay, because I don't know what God's got me saying. I'm going to have to watch this later. I'm just saying. So we're being prepared, and we're being prepared to crucify all those things that need to be released for us to fully walk into that aspect of our nature, our Christ self, that is waiting to shine brightly within our hearts, within our minds, within our bodies. You cannot do it on your own. You have to sit with God. And you have to sit with God for a period of time. 40 days and 40 nights we had Moses do it, Elijah did it, Jesus did it. There's a reason. It's a time of preparation. Success is when what meets preparation? Does anybody know that? Huh? Opportunity meets preparation. We got the opportunities waiting for us, but we have to prepare ourselves for it, right? The last piece. I'm feeling so full right now. I just, I'm just feeling so full right now. I have seen this work. I've had my moments where I've been distracted. And I'm so committed to God. And I might say something or whatever. I wasn't loving. And the kicker is, I'm so in tune with my words now that as I'm trying to hurt them, it hurts me. You know? It hurts me. They don't even feel it. I'm the one that hurts. And I have to go back up to that mountain I don't know how many times I've been up on that mountain asking God to rewrite, <laughs> rewrite them on my heart, rewrite them on my heart, because I ain't there yet. But I, I promise you, my word, I have two words this year, love and freedom. I'm still getting the understanding 
of what it means to just freely love, to just live in a spirit where I'm fully self-fulfilled, fully self-expressed, where I can truly say that I'm walking in freedom. And so this is a commitment, a deep commitment for me during these 40 days. And every year it seems to get more deep for me because that's my relationship with God. And so I'm asking that you all join me in this commitment. And what, what were your names? For instance, call out your names. Joy, patience, ooh, patience. Unconditional love, trust, peace. And what else? Any other names? Did you, light, guidance. Now this is the thing. Even though we are all saying it for ourselves, we are one. And us saying it in this, this session today, this uh, service today, is a reflection of all of us. I'm not just being an expression of freedom and love for me. I'm being it for all of us. Jesus didn't just come and live and, and, and crucify his, his attachment to his flesh for no reason. He did it to be a way shower for us. And so I challenge us all to take this time, no matter what's going on in the world, to take this time to seriously, seriously go up on that mountain with God. Sit there for periods of time during the day. Listen and feel what is written on your heart. The Bible says that God told Moses to write it, but then God wrote it too. God wrote it on the stones, which means that what we write down is what's already in us. Tune into that. You are a powerful expression of God. Nothing can stop you from being that. No matter what anybody says to you, nobody can stop you from being the presence of God that you are created to be, except you. You choose it. What do you choose? Do you choose life? Yes? Okay. Let's try it again. Yeah. Do you choose life? Thank you. Like I said, I heard YouTube louder than you are. That's important to claim it with the affirmation of the power. We're going to be moving into power next month. The power of your words can either create or destroy. During this Lenten season, let's fast from everything that is error and false. And let's feast only on the presence of God. That's the title of my talk. I did it opposite. Instead of saying it at the beginning, I'm saying it at the end. Fasting and feasting. And that is how we move into being more true disciples. Truer. We're becoming. Our being is coming into fruition as true disciples in God. I release everything that holds me back. Together, I release everything that holds me back. I'm fasting from the things of the darkness. Together, I am fasting from the things of the darkness. I am feasting on the light within. Together, I am feasting on the light within. Are you ready to be truer disciples in God? Okay, let's do it one more time. <laughs> if I'm going to be here another 25 years before y'all start saying yes, Lyle, I'm, I'm committed to it. What was my question? I forgot my question. <laughs> I'll just say, are you ready? Yes. Thank you.
Woo! So we're going to be fasting and we're going to be feasting all at the same time. Thank you. You can stand beside the madness like a fallen You can hold on to the sadness like a souvenir. Or you can close your eyes and see your life like the air. You can tell to the strength you never knew you had you can breathe into your faith no matter where you're at just close your eyes and change your life like the air like the air you can rise from the You can rise with your mind and make your higher power proud. You can rise like the air. You can rise. The earth can pull you down with all its gravity. And the measure of your worth is sometimes hard to see. So just hold on when the night is done. Like the sun, like the air, you can rise, rise from the rubble with your mind. You can hover, you can rise like the tide, like the heat in the summer. Yes, I know there are those who will wanna bring you down, but you can rise with your mind and make your higher power proud. You can rise like the air, you can rise. So even when your bones feel like weights. And it's hard to lift a smile on your perfect face. You can still find a peaceful place. Close your eyes until you're floating up in outer space. It'll be all right. They're just jealous of your highs, so they can knock you down. But like the air, you can rise, rise from the rubble with your mind. You can hover, you can rise like the tide, like the heat in the summer. Yes, I know there are those who will wanna bring you down, but you can rise with your mind and make you high. Oh, I like that. Berkeley, I like that. You can rise. Let's give him a hand again. Woo! I'm loving these new songs. <laughs> Let's uh, gently close our eyes and take a deep breath and take, bring to mind what you feel led to give as a donation to Unity of Farmington Hills. And now let us go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me 
blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And, and you know you can give online. Go to unityfh.com. You can click the donate button. You can give through PayPal. Or if you don't want to use, go through directly PayPal. You can do debit card or credit card. Or bring, send in your text. You can send, I'll do it for you, Dennis. Send your text to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 uh, West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. <laughs> you didn't do the thing. <laughs> I was waiting for him to do the thing. Let's stand up so we can go ahead and uh, do our virtual prayer circle. And I want to tell you all, I always tell you, you'll always hear this from me over and over and over again, that whatever way you choose to give, through your time, your treasure, your talents. We have the most beautiful volunteers. We have the most beautiful donators. We have the be most beautiful, powerful prayer partners in this, in this church that I know of, and I'm grateful to have you here. So I just want to tell you all, thank you, thank you, and thank you for some more. So if you think of a name, uh, just imagine that we're in a circle, those online and those here. Call out names of those who you feel need prayer. Get out of the way. And as you're calling out the names, I will go ahead and pray. Ashley Jackson, Dion Jackson, Howard. God, as you hear the names being called out, we know that every single name has a target on it. And that target is your blessing, your love, your solutions, and everything good that their hearts are calling out for. And so we affirm that for them, that your divine plan is active in their lives, powerfully beyond all understanding, and we thank you that we can stand in the gap and call out their names and touch and agree with their souls and their spirits that you are active in their lives and that all is well because right where they are, you are. And your presence is always well. And so we thank you, God, for blessing them, blessing us, blessing unity of Farmington Hills, and blessing the world, everyone in the world. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ that does the work, through the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Now let's go ahead and affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The power of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Don't let me lead a prayer when I'm full because I mess it up. <laughs> when our peace song. Is God as peace on earth? I know it begins.
hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful day, those of you who are in the sanctuary and those of you who are online. Enjoy this spring day. Know that I love you and I always will. Peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.